If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, welcome to the very special episode 96 of Podcast Unlocked. You know who I am, Ryan McCaffrey. You know who that is, Destin Legary. Hey, everybody. This gentleman we've gotten to know very, very well this week, the last couple days, the uh, one and only Peter Molyneux, the man behind Fable, Dungeon Keeper, Theme Park, Populous. Um, what am I leaving out, Peter? Lots of stuff. Yeah, lots of stuff. A long, very no, prosperous career. Stuff. You must be sick of my voice. I'm, no, sick see, of my, I'm sick of my voice. But the thing is, <laughs> I've, every time I've ever interviewed you or dealt with you over my yeah. career, it's I always come back to the office and go, that Peter Molyneux, he's just—he's so charming. I could listen to him forever. You just have well, that—that—that's why I have to, you know, after after things like this, I have to go back and be very cruel to him, <laughs> <laughs> just to just to even things out. But you're here. You've joined us yeah. for our Xbox reveal coverage, which yeah. we now know to be the Xbox One. Yeah. Microsoft threw everybody. I think I like Cryptos better. I know you were you were man on the streeting it in our, our mm-hmm. man on the street video in the pre-show. You're interviewing folks. You, mm-hmm. We got some people got a lot of different responses, didn't you? And but none of the choices were Xbox no. One because we didn't know. Mm-hmm. I think one guy did like just Xbox. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's yeah. what I thought and mm-hmm. was sort of looking for. Even Peter, you and I on the phone weeks yeah. ago, you you agreed. You thought, oh, you think it'd be just Xbox. It's back to Xbox yes. in the way iPad. Yes, and then they the bastards added the one <laughs> just to be just to be awful about it. I, I mean, I quite like the one. Yeah. You know, because it's like a restart, and it's kind of funny though that they went from the original Xbox to you know they didn't do Xbox Two probably partially because. Three had they had to match PlayStation Three. It, it couldn't mm-hmm. Xbox Two would seem inferior to PlayStation Three. But now they've completely reversed course on that, and they're like, "Well, forget it. We don't care. PlayStation Four, <laughs> Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're going in the opposite direction." Ryan, just so people don't think we have a laugh track, who else do we have with us today? Well, I was getting to that, Destin. <laughs> I was on my way. No, we've uh, so it is May twenty first as we record. This probably won't actually publish. 
for a day or so while we get the vi- sync up. We're going to put this out as a video podcast, actually, our first in a long, long time. And this will be a video podcast uh, especially worth watching if you, in, in case you haven't had enough of my face on IGN. I know it's, uh, it's a lot to take in, but uh, we, we have Peter Molyneux here, and we also have, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and we've are, another gentleman already had to go. So we had, what, nine uh, loyal Podcast Unlocked mm-hmm. IGN fans, Xbox fans, uh, welcome to all of you. Thanks. So Thank you. let's go Thanks around the room real quick. We've got a stick mic start. Uh, yeah. so that's Zach. Yeah, my name's Zach. Where are you from, Zach? I'm from Get Wal- that stick mic I'm up. I'm from Walnut Creek, California. You're lo- you go. Yeah, we got to know it's mostly local folks <laughs> because, you know, we didn't have the budget to actually pay for any of you to come. <laughs> so, uh, I, I didn't have the budget to get out here unless it was barred anyways. So. Zach, how, uh, how long have you been playing Xbox? Since pretty much the Xbox, the, well, I was going to say the Xbox One came Can't out. Say Can't say that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I kept getting confused so, yeah. too. Yeah. We we yeah. we need to all universally agree. We just, we have to either say first Xbox or mm-hmm. OG Xbox. We got to go with one of those, right? <laughs> yeah, I like OG. Yeah. It's got to be OG. Yeah. Xbox. OG Xbox. All right. Yeah. So, so you've been playing since Xbox One? Yeah, since since the OG Xbox. I you played think. Fable One, right? I absolutely played Fable One. Correct probably. answer. Thank I, you. I beat that game more than I've beaten Shenmue. Which good or evil game. good or evil do you keep it with you at all times i actually have it in my pocket right now oh wow so, and got it signed by yes wow. so this, go. is, and this is never going on ebay i'm keeping it for my <laughs> life good, good or evil right. zach good or evil hero well i've played it so many times i've done both? It four times yeah. of both but normally when i do a game the first time it's always good first yeah because i feel bad about the ba- it, killing people i don't know See, things like that it's interesting it. you know that that was the trouble with good the good evil choice is that everyone picked the good really we, well they did it was like 90 percent so of people. peter let me tell you i so the fable one i went the most evil son of a bitch I possibly could. <laughs> but Fable 2, when that dog came into the picture, yeah, you mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Good, couldn't do yeah. it. Couldn't, couldn't yeah. go bad anymore. He's watching me. I know. He knows. And could, could I, if you'd had a, like a crow or something, or if you'd had um, an aardvark, I suppose, <laughs> would you would you, would you would you have gone evil? Well, what, yeah, what, and that, that what was... What companion creature would force you down the evil path? Pretty much anything but a dog. Because, I mean, you, we talked about this yeah. privately yesterday. I mean, the, the dog was the one thing that pretty most humans are just yes. have such an emotional yes. attachment with that you're yes. you're compelled to... And that's yes. why you picked it. Yeah, exactly, because we are genetically encoded to like dogs. Yeah. And dogs have, you know, over the... Over the millennia, have 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 changed to to to. to They've evolved look with us, cute and yeah. and you know, make us give them food and stuff yeah. like that. So, Great. Yeah. So Zach, let's pack the mic. Let's no let's meet our is that Callie over there. Yes. Hello, Callie. Hi, I'm Callie. Where are you from? I'm from Los Angeles, but I go to Berkeley. So. So you're a you're a so transplanted. Live... You're a local, but not exactly. Yeah, I live in Berkeley now. Well, that's awesome. How long have you been playing Xbox? Since the OG Xbox. See, this is catching on already. This is good. Yeah. I, it's got to be the official name. What's uh, what's your favorite original Xbox game, OG Xbox game? Uh, this is Besides sound, Fable One. This is gonna sound super unoriginal, but it's got to be Halo because I remember one or two. One, the, okay. the original Combat yeah. Evolves. Yes. I remember the day my dad brought it home. Um, vividly than I remember like what I had for breakfast this morning, <laughs> <laughs> and I just remember just playing the hell out of it with my little brother and we really got close through halo that's, so. i mean peter would you would you say is it fair to say i've said this many times over the years we would not be sitting here right now talking about a third xbox console without 
Halo Combat Evolved. There's no way that system would have survived, right? Uh, it would have gone the, the way of the Dreamcast? Let's be absolutely clear. You know, everyone was predicting that Xbox was going to be the, the most dramatic failure yeah. of all time. And, you know, I can remember meeting someone senior from Sony and they laughing hysterically that Microsoft going to mess up and they couldn't do it. They didn't understand anything. And with, that's what we kind of predicted until Halo came along. And then suddenly, it we, you know, that it just changed the, game the whole changed. game. And let's be clear about it. Up till that point, we defined first-person shooters in terms of Doom and, and Quake and, and, you know, having lots of guns and fast switching with the keyboard. Everyone thought it was pretty impossible. And Bungie came along. They rewrote the rule book. And, uh, you, you know, the rest is history. All right, who's our next? Uh, who's sitting on the end here? Let's pass that mic one more time. Uh, can't quite see your name. Patrick. 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 Nice yeah. to meet you, sir. Where are you from? Um, from San Ramon, California, just across the bay. All right. And uh, how how what how far back does your Xbox experience go? <laughs> so everyone. He's knows laughing. This. Yeah, everyone knows this. I've actually never owned an Xbox. Really? I've only yeah I've only played it at my uncle's houses or friends' okay. houses, and like kind of Xbox One is pretty much probably will be my my first Xbox. See, already my brain did it. Yes, like, wait, Xbox? What is yeah, he? No, wait, weird, he's yeah. talking about the new one. Yeah. Yes, Damn I, it. I, I naturally thought, my God, he's going to get that cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's holding out for. You know, well, all right. Of the games you've played, Patrick, what's. Uh, give me your one or two favorite Xbox or 360 games. Um, Mostly Halo and the Forza series. I mm, yes. re- also, especially recently, uh, Forza with the steering wheel. Totally beats Gran Turismo yeah. sometimes. Like, yeah. are you talking yeah. about the hardcore uh, like, force yeah. feedback steering yeah. wheel, no, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't mess around. Oh, no. no. All right. Yeah. Uh, that, that is something else that, that Microsoft really did well, is that they went out after Gran Turismo, and we all thought it was impossible to beat Gran Turismo, right. and Forza has done it. And it's well, in I agree, and it's one thing... Uh, f- Gran Turismo, it's sort of a microcosm of, of the Sony and the PlayStation 3 generation. Gran Turismo kind of beat itself, right? I mean, mm. you know, the same way Sony tripped up so many times with the PlayStation 3, at least early on, certainly, yeah. with the price point and uh, the original version of that boomerang controller and all that. But Gran Turismo, when, when 5 finally came out, it was this sort of overly technical almost soulless yes. game and i don't i don't mean it's still a good game but compared to like forza 4 yeah. just had this spirit yeah. to it and it, and suddenly forza was every bit the equal of gran turismo at least in terms of of quality of game yeah. if not yeah. straight up sales but then again i mean if you combine the sales of forza 3 4 and horizon which are the games that have all come out since gt5 yes. they probably meet or exceed the sales yeah. Of GT5, you, I would. You know, all, the, all those guys there—they uh, absolutely love racing. I they're, love when you, the totally way you say the word "absolutely." Can you say that again? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I can listen to that all day. Now I'm, now I'm paranoid. Now I'm so swooning right. over is here. It, is, is, it, uh, is it the wrong way or the right? No, way? it's it's per- the perfect way. <laughs> there isn't a better way to say that word on this on this earth. Uh, let's go back. That. I see. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, Quentin. Let's go. You got the mic in hand. Talk to me. Your name's Quentin. We know this. You stalked me on Twitter to get here. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah, <laughs> you did a good job, Twitter. though. You did a good job. You're, you're like, well, this this guy, Quentin, he technically wasn't even invited. He just said, I'm coming up. So, <laughs> And I, I felt bad. Like, you're coming up from L.A. Like, all right, of course I'm going to let yeah. you in. So you really wanted to be here. It is a pleasure to meet you. How long have you been playing Xbox? Believe it or not, three years. Three years. Yeah. So you're, you're kind of, uh, you know, 
in in almost the majority of Xbox gamers who've really come to the system since it's blown up and become and become a, a mainstream successful thing. And I don't mean that as a knock at all. I'm just saying, you know, you're you're part of the newer wave of Xbox. Like you don't have like you know, you you don't have that super fond memory of Halo One like a lot of the real old school guys. So what what are your well, give me a couple favorite games? Don't call me old. I've played Halo I'm One. I'm old too. <laughs> I played Halo One uh, with my brother, but I wasn't in the shooters. I wasn't yeah. you know shooters. I used to get my butt whooped on Goldeneye. I, shooters were not my thing. Yeah. It's like now nah, I hate this. And then I remember playing Halo, and it, I was like, man, this is kind of fun. I'm not good at it, but right. it's fun. I'm playing with my brother. You know what have you? But you know. Coming from, I'm originally from Miami, really rough place. We didn't have the money for it, so yeah. I didn't have I didn't have any consoles until until I was an adult and could buy it myself. Right. Uh, but I would play here and there, and I remember. Uh, I guess my fondest moment or my fondest memory would be was actually there's a tie. Halo Three. Yep. I remember when we we were playing co-op, me, my brother and I, and we just got to the flood. Remember, remember when you were walking, uh, flood had just come down, and then you had to go uh, through these buildings. Yep. And then there was a gate, and like a f- like one of the flood ran off, or you had to like shoot them to get like the skull or something. Yeah. And then as soon as you got as soon as you got to the entrance, uh, a flood came out of nowhere, and there was like get that guy, mic right up on. Yeah, there. yeah. And there, there was guys um, either dead or they were getting mauled by them, and then they took their bodies over, and that was like. And that stuff got stuck out of my head. Yeah. And then uh, the first Gears, I remember playing. I was like, man, this game is fun. It is. And uh, I remember the first emergence hole, and we had to close it up. And, again, I wasn't that good at games. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what do I do? He's like, throw a grenade, throw a grenade. I'm like, I don't know how to throw a grenade. Oh, oh come on. Coming. Yeah, they kept coming. So that, those are probably the most fondest memories uh, uh Xbox, period. But, awesome. Well, yeah. I want you to do me a favor since you're late to the Xbox party. Wait, I want wait, you wait. To, I want you One to... more question. Inverted or non-inverted? Controls. Non-inverted. Ah, yeah, not inverted. Don't start no, this. I can't. <laughs> don't start I can't this. I can't do it, man. We don't have all day, <laughs> Destin. Uh, <laughs> So I, uh, I'm all inverted. So Quentin, since since you're since you're more recent to the Xbox party, I want you to go home and I want you to play Mirror's Edge, and I want you to report back to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's watch walkthroughs. I've watched. Hell yeah! All right, let's go over to Ross here. Ross is a guy who's been following me, I think, since the day I started my Twitter account, which was not that long ago in the in the grand scheme of things. Ross, uh, you win the award for furthest traveled, I believe. You are here from where again? Um, from over 3,000 kilometers away kilometers. in Toronto, Canada. <laughs> only, only Peter <laughs> understands what a kilometer <laughs> is. <laughs> That's 21st century. Like Peter, we speak the Queen's English. Well, that I, I love that you're here. I love that you've come out. Um, have you been to San Francisco before? This is my second time in San Francisco, and nice. it's a beautiful city. So it is. picked a uh, fine place to locate. And the weather. Well, yesterday. Today was back to normal. But maybe for you, it's, uh, it's awesome. So, it was snowing so you, two weeks ago. Right? You, uh, your Xbox uh, history goes back a ways, right? Yeah, we're talking the Duke era of the OG Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. It's a different Duke, different Duke. 
Uh, favorite Xbox game, one or three, any, any, give me anything. Sure, okay, so um, I have very fond memories of uh, Halo Combat Evolves, like Callie said. Yes. And I also got tremendous value when that, um, I remember how excited I was because I had to go to friends' houses with PS2s to play um, prior until the Grand Theft Auto Double Pack yes. came to the Xbox. <laughs> 2003. And, and I got a lot of hours out of that thing, so I have fond, fond memories of that. Awesome. Let's go to, I think it's that, that Dallas back there, yeah. How you doing, Dallas? I'm doing all right. How you Where are you from? I'm from Dallas, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Did you come here from Dallas? Yeah. But I, I stay in L.A. I've been in L.A. for five oh, years. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'm originally so, from Dallas. Where's, I moved uh, here from Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah, so yeah. We talk afterwards. Texas is a big state. It's, yeah. uh, <laughs> when one of you drops uh, you know, Rhode Island on me, I'll be impressed. <laughs> no, um, so, Dallas, how, how far back uh, you go with Xbox? So I did own the um, OG Xbox, but only just for a little while because yep. I just wanted to play Halo 1 and 2 before yep. Halo 3 came out. I know right. it was backward compatible, but I wanted to play the, the original version on the original that Xbox. That is impressive. The OG the pure Xbox. experience. Yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. then uh, what's, what's, so, what's, so more recently, what's your favorite 360 game? I would say the original Gears of War. Yes. I remember being back in college. Like I got the system, I got the the face plate, I got the <laughs> skin, I got the big old. There was a big old Gears of War box. Got the controllers. I yeah. went all out. And a friend and I, we played the whole game. Like I think in one sitting in insane mode, and it was, yes. it was just crazy. Beautiful. And we spent the whole night playing, and it was a lot of fun. Beautiful. Did you did you put the work in for the ten thousand kills on that one? No. I got, I got I got to like seven thousand something. I'm like I'm I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Just beating yeah. it was enough. All right, let's go to uh, it's Eric there sitting uh, closer to the bike. How you doing, Eric? I'm good. How about you? I'm well. I'm today. Today is a great day. I gotta say, like it's simultaneously fun, but also it's a relief too. I gotta say because we've just been waiting and waiting and waiting for this peter you we talked about this on the air you, did, on the, you were you were like, very jumpy for the love of god we i mean you know this was supposed to happen in april and it's been this generation has dragged on for so long especially for those of us that are in it just day in and day out which you know i am you are but all these guys are too they they read ign they play their games every day they've been guys been waiting for a new system for so long and Unfortunately, this is, you know, it's going to be like this again with Xbox One's going to be around. I mean, mark your calendar for what, probably uh, maybe 2021. We'll, well, we'll be looking at a new console. Hang on, hang on a second. I don't, I don't think they've got that luxury. No? Maybe that's why they called it the Xbox One because they, they're It's the only to, one left. They're going to have to iterate faster. Than yearly I, ho- I hope you're right. I, I mean, hope you're you right. Know, why not yearly? I mean, crikey, you know, Apple do it. And, and, oh, that, that, that would be uh, scary. That's a, you, would, you would not survive. There isn't enough Valium in the world to keep you calm enough <laughs> because you would be on the edge of your seat. You know, you'll be on your edge of your seat for the next place. And of course, Ryan, you, I feel sorry for you because you've only got a 19-day holiday, and then you're going to be sitting <laughs> on the edge of your seat again for E3. Well, but and but E3, I I've been lucky enough to be I'm doing this 11 years, and E3 is my favorite time every year. You know, it's a lot of work for IGN. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know if you're like, oh, you get to go to E3, uh, f you, you're working. But <laughs> it is, you know, it's it's a lot of late nights, and and it's a lot of run, literally running around. Yeah. You know how it. You're yeah. for your side. You're the, I actually feel worse for you guys, the developers. You're trapped in one. Booth for all like yes. all day, one yeah, like little yeah, sweat box, yeah. but you, 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 you're like it's it's like a little insane asylum. It's, it's <laughs> like you're being tested by this yeah. psychiatrist. In fact, there's a psychiatrist convention in in San Francisco today. Do you it, know that? 
I did not, but we, maybe you and I, I could stop by for a free there was lots of people free counseling no session. Looking at me, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm worried. But uh, yeah, I mean, E3 is. I I think E3 because I said this on the air too. I think I think today was part one, and they left it on the cliffhanger, and yeah. we're not really going to be able to cast judgment on the Xbox One until E3 in 20 days from now. Well, so. well, for us, E3 is really exciting. We get to see all these new games and then talk about our feelings right. about them. What's it like for you, Peter, when you're revealing a new game and you see the reaction? That's it, a good it, point. It is, it is absolutely terrifying. Because, mm, there's because that word again. It, it's like a nuclear. <laughs> it's like a nuclear arms race from de- developer from mm-hmm. developers. And you know, you're getting these messages back, usually from journalists. And you know, I always had the same question: What's good in the show? Yeah. And I obviously want them to say, "Well, nothing's good compared to what you're showing." Mm-hmm. No one ever says that. <laughs> they say, "Oh, you've got to go and see this. You've got to go and see that. You've got to go." Other and then in your in your sort of five minute breaks, you're rushing around looking at other people's demos and thinking. God, why didn't we? You know, why didn't we have more explosions? And there's not <laughs> so, nearly enough heads being sawn off in our game. We're going to have, you know, <laughs> have my, more death. And my memory stuff. fails me, Peter. Did you were were any of the fables unveiled for the first time at E3, or were they, were they all you know announced or shown ahead of time, or at some other some other time? Were, was E3 ever the debut for one of the fables for any of them? Mm, I don't think it was. Don't think but, so. But what it was on Fable One and Fable Two, and I think Fable Three, it, it was the first time there was hands-on. Okay. Fable, and so that mm. is the absolute terror. So do you uh, do you get competitive and 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 you go, well, I've got the best game here. Screw all these guys. Or do you think, oh my goodness, that that uh, you know whomever Game X was incredible. I what 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 are we doing? I, it it it's. Well, everyone's very nice to each other in the games industry. Yeah, it's true. And we never, you know, there's never any backbiting or, or stuff like that. But then, you know, when you get back to your hotel room and you close the door, you, you kind of scream, you know, Christ, why, <laughs> you know, why they, they're so brilliant, they're so fantastic. So it is competitive, but not face-to-face competitive. Interesting. There's a lot of backslapping and saying, <laughs> oh, you've got a fantastic demo there. And, uh, you, 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 you know, you, ju- you just feel, you come away from... For me, three slightly depressed that you should have done better, <laughs> and, and I think every developer says the same. Right. It, it, there's, it, there's ne- you never come away from E3 feeling, wow, you know, we've 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 hit the nail on the head. Really, never come back and be like, home run, dudes, we are on the right track. Uh, not really. There's always someone, normally some some a publication in Australia that finds <laughs> something you know that you've done wrong or, or, or something like that. It, 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 it's a scary time, and at the end of the day. There's all the journalists looking at. They're incredibly important what they write and what their reaction is. And then you've got, and people forget about this. You've got all the retailers walking around, yeah, literally marking down in a book what we're going to buy. What how many they're going to buy? Yeah. And if you, you know, if you piss off one of those, that's it. You, you know, you, you you're going to get nothing. Well, for a short time anyway, until you know we get we cut them out and go digital distribution yeah. only but not this console still still buying games on blu-ray so we, li- we literally we left eric over there holding the mic <laughs> yes. Yes. uh eric where were you from again where did you tell me i'm from vallejo california so you're from here an hour away excellent uh now how long have you been playing xbox since the og since the og <laughs> are we talking launch day og or just some at what launch point day. launch day yeah. so I'm well launch well day. done nice. november 15th 2001 yeah. Uh, so you bought, no doubt, bought Halo on day one. Yeah. Did you buy anything else? Azric? Huh? Huh? Come on. <laughs> no. 
I was young, so there was no other buying. Yeah, no, I <laughs> totally understand that. What, what, here's an interesting question. What made you buy the Xbox? Because PlayStation was so dominant and, you know, Nintendo as well. Good question. What, you know, what, 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 what caught, your, caught your interest? It was something different, you know, because you had Sony going one way with their games. And mm. when I was playing my PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 1, it was all RPGs. And... Mm. Yeah. Even for the Nintendo, it was all RPG. Yep. And then um, when I got the Xbox, the first one, and it was uh, Halo being a shooter, it was just something different for me to try and experience something. And yeah. it actually brought out something different, you know. Yeah. And yeah. it was a really good experience for me, so I really enjoyed it. Mm. That was the genius of Bungie. You see, they, you know, they, at that time, they when publishers decide to, 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 green light a project and you know pay a lot of money they usually have this pie chart in front of them which is um games industry by genre and you you, you know they look at it and say well what were you know what what genre is your game right. in? and we've got enough of these already yeah and we oh, these either, it's never that it's they mm-hmm. look at the pie chart and say you're only in a five percent segment i'm sorry we can't do it <laughs> Wow. And and you know, for shooters at that time on console would have been a very small little segment. So yeah. it was very brave of Bungie to do what they did, and very brave of uh, Microsoft. Of course. Let's go to la- or la- last but not least. Let's go to Josh in the back. <laughs> How you doing, Josh? I'm hiding back here. Uh, you're not hiding. You're just behind Destin's giant head yeah. for me. That's. Uh, <laughs> So, I've been told I have a big head. <laughs> Not as big as Dan Stapleton, but it's, it's a good size noggin. Uh, so he knows. We, we, he get, Dan gets crap all the time for his, for his, his skull. Uh, so how long have you been playing Xbox? Uh, well, I'm from San Diego. Um, I've been playing the Xbox since 2002. I actually traded in my PS2 to get an Xbox. Oh, wow. Nice. You went all in then. You made the bet. Yeah, I mean, I was 17. Um, yep. I was tired of all my friends playing Halo and me sitting on the sidelines. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I decided, you know what, I got to do this. You know, I really liked it. And, I, you know, my fondest memories from Halo is just getting the 16 player, sixteen of us together at a yes. friend's house, pizzas, all night, Halo, just balls to the wall. It was crazy. Love it. Well, uh, so we're all here today for the Xbox One, what we thought would be the Xbox Infinity, but was, in fact, the Xbox One. It is... Always connected, but maybe we're still not entirely sure if it has to always be online. It sounds like you have to connect once a day, but uh, that, we we don't know because there's the, conflicting reports. This is literally developing as we speak. Yeah. We can't get a straight answer as of yet, mm-hmm. but we will hash this out in the near future. It is an 8 gigabyte of RAM machine with uh, uh, 802.11n net uh, wi-fi which is what the slim has in it now usb 3.0 usb 3 blue uh blu-ray drive of course a a half a terabyte hard drive 500 gigs and the connect camera and bundled with every system is 1080p capable and apparently operates destiny two feet closer or two feet away was it somebody was telling me that i'm one thing I did not pay I attention it was to was the connect, the connect story. I think it was f- four feet closer. <laughs> you can talk to it. You can gra- Oh, wait. Yeah, you can grab it and do this. I know yeah, that. Yeah, four feet close. <laughs> I think it, it, it's, uh, it, op- it works four feet closer, so up to two feet from it is okay. what, I, what I believe the guys were telling yeah, me earlier. So, so that far, yeah, well, what's that in meters? <laughs> You're talking to the – I'm an ignorant American, Peter. I'm the wrong guy to ask. Uh, no, so, 70 so, centimeters? So, so Does that work? That, it, it, no, <laughs> um, so so that, let's see. That, 
That's about that, two feet right there. Yeah. 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 It's a King George II's foot size. <laughs> <laughs> that's where our foot comes from. So it's, it's about that much. I, I don't know if that, that's possible. Well, apparently it is. That's uh, well, so. Is, what do we think, real quick, guys? Uh, thumbs up or thumbs down? Well, actually, or make some noise or don't. Yeah, you know, boo or cheer. How about the look of the console? You guys, yes, yeah. 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 Everybody yeah. liking the look of it. Yeah. Destin, it looks like it's the size of my receiver at home. Like it looks gigantic, and that. Well, it is a receiver. A little bit. It, it, it is. is a receiver. So it's going to be huge. Where am I going to put that in so, comparison to so, all my uh, we stuff? Just in the office uh, a little while ago, the guys were a couple of the guys were, were complaining about this. I said, okay, let me check this because we were looking at a photograph, a still yeah. photograph. Yeah. We had uh, Don Matrick being interviewed, and then it had the console on that stand. And it looked – so the, the, the controller was uh, – or rather the, the console was about the height of the controller standing up. Mm-hmm. So I grabbed – uh, a slim Xbox 360 and a controller because the controller is about the same size. Yeah. So it appears that it's it is about an inch thicker uh, as far like if you're laying That's it horizontally, it is. It's a lot, but it's it's so that kind of puts it back as far as the height off the ground horizontally. That puts it back into Xbox One territory. But yeah. I, I do it. it I'm pretty sure it's going to be it's smaller. It does not. It's not as large as the Xbox One is, but it's mm-hmm. between the 360. And the not the Xbox One, the OG Xbox. Yes, I'm catch yes. Myself. So, but yeah, everybody. I mean, I agree. I, I agree with you guys. I thought the look of it's pretty cool. Uh, I like the look. Concerned about the size. Concerned about. Yeah. But, I mean, do you really? What difference does that make, though? Really, it's, it's huge. We live in San Francisco, where do. I don't have a ton of space. Well, I you, don't have you don't space have for my Kinect. six extra inches. Yeah. For on your shelf, I got a PS3, a Wii U that I never use, a 360. So you're unhooking you know. the, the Wii U. <laughs> yeah. Who cares? It, I'm probably well. You're yeah. probably maybe not unhooking the 360 for a while mm-hmm. because it's uh, no no backwards it. compatibility. Yeah. That's we've been able to. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, still have, I keep all my consoles, so I still have an Xbox One on thing. my shelf. Are, now, do you guys uh, in the in the peanut gallery back there? Uh, are do you guys trade in consoles to get the no. next one? Sometimes. Any of you guys? Sometimes. Sometimes. Never. Never. So, so you guys don't care if it's backwards compatible, right? Because you've still got your system. See, I think – I agree. I think backwards compatibility – Peter, tell me what you think on the developer side. It's one of those things that sounds good, but ultimately nobody ever really cares once the I new do. system is out. Except for Destin. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, uh, they used to. Uh, on the, the 360 side, they really, really were worried about backwards compatibility. Right. And that's why they put – an enormous amount of investment in making these emulators yeah. to, to get backwards compatibility. The unfortunate thing is by the time they got it all sorted out, no, no one, one cared one anymore. Cared anymore about <laughs> it because the games were so much better. Here's the point, though. If the games don't look that much better on the Xbox One, then I can see backwards compatibility more imp- being more important because you wouldn't want to double down and, and buy them again. Right. But, uh, you know, you're right. If you've got a 360... Keep you, it. You know, just keep it. It is messy, though, unplugging and plugging in. Will you be able to plug your Xbox 360 into your Xbox One and say Xbox 360 to the Xbox One? There's an interesting and question. Xbox, Xbox One, stupid. Xbox 360. That's meta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My head just exploded. So, but Peter, can I actually ask you a question? Do you happen to know how many people actually used backwards compatibility on the 360? I don't think that. I never saw any analysis of it. Oh, it okay. was something which... 
Nintendo originally were the ones that really, you know, banged on about backwards compatibility and mm -hmm. how important it was, and you know, it had to be backwards compatible. And and you know, Sony begrudgingly did incorporated in the uh, PS2, PS2, the P PS1 yeah. hardware, so mm -hmm. they could have uh, backwards compatibility. But I, I, I kind of review guys. I, I don't want the old games. I want the new exactly. games. Exactly. I'm buying exactly right. console. So, Zach, talk uh, to me. I, my argument is that with the implementation of things like achievements... Get that whatnot, mic nice and close. There you the, go. With the implementation of achievements and whatnot, there's more value into going back and playing games. Like, uh, I yeah. find value in getting achievements because I like that extra going out and getting that extra thing for that game. So going back and playing those things to get more score and to get right. more more points yeah. is, is a bigger drive for me than to just go back and experience something. Yeah. To get something it, to show that I did that actually. Yeah. To except for the part me. except for the part where it's all one gamer profile. So if you you know you've got your, your gamer card, you've got your, your profile on Xbox One, you're adding you're adding achievement points to that. You go back and play 360, those points are still going to add on to the same account. So, yeah. no worries, right? I just feel like it's a I took his motivator. mic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like it's oh. a better motivator to to go back and play the older games because you have something attainable there. It's not just a game save anymore. It's a I don't know, what's the right word? It's almost like a like a belt you wear showing what you've right. done in your accomplishments. Well, let's hear from Quentin over there. He's got something to say on this topic. Yeah, I don't care anything about that. Um, the reason, reason being is uh, me being an Xbox supporter, uh, and this is, I'm sure y'all tired of me beating this this horse. Um, but me as an Xbox supporter, I support the business decisions that Xbox makes, and it being backwards compatible is a bad business decision because what it does is it slows down the sales of the new Xbox One. If it's backwards compatible, some people say, "Well, then I'll just wait." Mm. Yeah, I'll just I'll just wait. No one, you know, de developers won't take a risk in creating Xbox One games because they're still doing Xbox 360 games because hey, well, it'll be playable on the Xbox One. Well, and and I feel like it just it's going to slow down the sales of the Xbox One because no one. People are still playing their old ones, you, you, or, and even if they even if they do buy the new one, no one's going to buy the newer games. It, it just it takes away it takes away a, a, a group of people that you know if it wasn't backwards compatible, they would be playing Xbox One games. Instead, they're going to keep playing their Xbox 360 games. So, All right, real quick I, to I Dallas in the back, and then we got to move on to the next Sorry. point here. Go ahead. So I did own an Xbox 360 to play games like Gears of War, but I eventually sold it right. because I liked the exclusives of uh, PS3. Mm -hmm. But I eventually wanted to play the exclusives of the Xbox, so I missed like Alan Wake. I missed um, oh, there's some other ones. I can't think of them right now. But So if they don't do backwards compatibility, it would be nice if they did like a digital download or like, you know, like the PS2 classics or the PS1 right. classics. For PS2. Well, and that's they the did allude to that too. Because yeah. Let's say someone never got a 360 and they ended up getting the Xbox One. Like, there's so many games that they can end up playing that they missed out on. So I wish they would do that's something true. like that. I mean, that's true. It's it's uh, and now now it's nobody. They're both going to be in the same boat because PS4 is not doing backwards compatibility either. So 
So we'll see. And, uh, oh, and then there is this new trend to do this remastering, isn't yes. it? Yes. Which, of course, is, is even more... Is, is less uh, compulsive if you've got backwards compatibility. That's you true. To go back and play. That's true, Callie. Real quick. Oh, um, well, my opinion on backwards compatibility is it's a nostalgia thing for me, and that kind of I think that's more of a Nintendo thing than an Xbox thing, just because the Xbox was later than than my you know. But what about SNES. the kids that grew up on Xbox? That grew up. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, but for me personally, that's why I don't care. So it's, so uh, the controller, th- uh, yay or nay on the controller from, yeah, yeah. from looking at it. It looks really cool, okay. though, right? Yeah. Man, Destin, any- no, 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 no. No, I'm good on the controller. I'm very happy. I'm so happy there's rumble in the triggers. You know, that's something I've been waiting for for years. I don't know about you guys. Uh, no, I'm being sarcastic, but all in all, I'm excited Actually, about the controller. You know, the funny thing is... I think those triggers are going to be really cool because mm-hmm. they're programmable. So we can, if we can, if we can start to adjust. I've always wanted this: is to have control over the, you know, the tactile feel yeah. of the trigger mm-hmm. would be really cool. Very for, cool. For that. So like some feedback of how much you're pressing on a brake or on yeah, a gas. Yeah. And, and, you know. I don't know. That's what, a good point. It's going to do this, but if if it was a way, if there was a way of of increasing the amount of pressure you have to push on the trigger, that would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, for the, so yeah. the feel of a gun would uh, yeah. because of the, of the trigger. Right. 1,000 person friends list. I take it nobody, everybody <laughs> approves of that, right? That I mean, that's good. that's yeah. uh, It's about damn time. No swappable hard drive, that 500 uh, gig. But it does support external exactly. hard drives. Exactly. So you can, you can buy a 4 Two terabyte, terabyte external like drive. Yeah. No problem. Um, now let's talk about, uh, so a lot of Connect integration, but into the OS and the services itself. The three uh, OSs. The three operating systems running in tandem. <laughs> yeah. um, fast switching. You guys like the idea of being able to pop between TV and a yeah. game real quick? Yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if I can look, use the internet to look up a guide while playing a game. Get that mic on, Zach. Yeah. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. If, if, if I can pinch my game the way they were showing, pull up the Internet Explorer on the side of it, yeah. and have that game's wiki... IGN.com. IGN.com, yes. Yeah. Then while I'm playing the game and I can have the information on screen that I'm looking yeah. for, that is a huge step forward. So and I look, think that's, that's, a, that's a super good point because, I mean, you guys are going to have to do a new form factor for your playthrough. Oh, more work for us. Jesus, <laughs> Microsoft, come on. Uh, oh, where was I just going to go with that? Oh, how, yeah, this is, so everyone here is probably burned out on Connect. Uh, as it is now, did the new Connect in- sell you guys at all? Ross is shaking your head. No, give me get that mic on Ross. We haven't heard from him. Um, I find speaking up to my Xbox more cumbersome than just flicking uh, an analog stick yeah. left and right. Um, you know, in the time that I say Xbox to get its attention, I could have coasted through the whole menu. And, and That's fair, um, absolutely. I also. Um, I also jokingly said to the guys earlier that I hope uh, someone doesn't yell "put on TV" or something to and have the Xbox respond. <laughs> yeah, well, I have that problem with my Connect now, I where it'll that. randomly do something I don't want it to. I'm like, I'm, no, shut up! Like I'm watching a movie 
or like it'll pick up the movie from my speakers sometimes. Right. And yeah. it'll it'll activate, and I really dislike that. There's some keywords there. Now they yeah. did say are you, that. Are you watching? You know, a movie that just goes. I was watching Avatar, uh, oh, and okay. uh, and for some reason there was something in one of the episodes that Why? made it pop oh, up. Oh, Ava- not not the not the overly long Why? film, no, the cartoon. No, no. The cartoon. Oh, it's on Netflix. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is this is a real opportunity for advertisers. You know, they mm-hmm. could. Have an advert that controls your Xbox. Oh no! Voice. Don't give them oh, ideas. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You know, Xnay on the advertisements. A Peter, but yeah, I, I, I do. I'm just glad. I do think this connect is going to be what the first connect should have been, and whether whether or not it ends up useful in games is still oh. to, to be determined. John, imagine Metal Gear Psycho Mantis. Except this time he's like Xbox One, and then he brings yeah. up like a weird <laughs> website or something. Yeah. Josh. Yeah. The one thing that I was actually really impressed by, and you know, we'll see if it really is this fluid, is that how fast you know Xbox TV, Xbox this, you know, yeah. it went really, really quick. And one thing that you know I always notice that when I'm watching something like even like Netflix, you know, is that by the time I finish an episode. Maybe I don't want to watch that. I want to skip to a different episode. My Xbox controller is already turned off. If I can just be like Xbox next right. episode or an Xbox this, mm-hmm. that would be really nice. That's true. And with things with like sports, you know, I like to watch the baseball game or the basketball game, and I like to have my Xbox on the same time. If I can just be, simply just say Xbox this, go right to it, that's actually easier than grabbing my so, remote controller, changing the yep. input a couple so times. Fan, fantasy, all that fantasy sports stuff they talked about, does that uh, get you guys going? Yeah or nay? I don't care about cool. sports. But you guys are sports guys. Yeah. Like, are you excited about that? I, I think that could be fun because I do sit there. I watch a baseball game, and then uh, you know I'll be like, all right, let me see how my fantasy team's doing. If the Xbox can do that for me, I'm into that. Do you have a fantasy team, Josh? Uh, yeah, I do fantasy football. Um, I've tried some other fantasy, but not so good. <laughs> but um, I, I am actually very interested in the fantasy thing. The only issue I have with that, especially with the NFL one, was that it's probably only fantasy football through NFL.com. And if it's only through yeah, one service, it's going to be hard if you play with people that do not own an Xbox right. to change them from a different service. Fair point. So yeah. That's the only issue yeah. I have. Point. Otherwise, very, I'm very interested a, in it. Very, very good point. Uh, let's see. So let's get let's get to the games themselves. What few? All were of shown. them. Today, yeah, all, <laughs> all two yeah, of where them. Do so, we, where do we uh, start? Yeah. Does so? Okay. Was everyone else as asleep as I was during the EA stuff? Oh, no, yeah. Josh. Hold on. I, I know we've been here. You, know, you were into that. Very much so. I yeah. Love, I I love FIFA. So I mean, that's a huge thing. High five and Quentin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I do like sports games. I don't have a problem with them. Um, I mean, yeah, it didn't really show me too too much. Yeah. But um, I was definitely. Press that you know. Hopefully, we don't go through what happened from the Xbox to the Xbox 360 with sports games because Madden 06 was an atrocity. It was terrible. So, well, actually, you know, you bring up a good point. I I think I tweeted this, or uh, I don't think I actually got to it on our post game show. But so EA said that those four games, FIFA, Madden, uh, or NBA Live coming back. <laughs> good luck with that yeah, uh, against NBA 2K at this point, and then uh, UFC. That was the fourth one. They said those would all be out within. 12 months now uh unless they meant 12 months from launch if it's 12 months from now that means madden has to be a launch title because 12 months from you know madden comes out in august and 12 months from now is may so uh i i think i mean that's huge if if, and i'm sure ps4 would have it too but you know to have next gen madden out this year i think would be a a real real big deal ross 
But did you uh, see at all the, the risk of sounding extremely Canadian? No mention of NHL. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you mentioned that EA uh, 360 didn't get an NHL that first year. You know, they waited until they developed it from scratch for this generation and then put it out on 360 PS3 in 2006, right? Or did they wait? Oh, seven, right? So yeah, they missed a year. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see because you know NHL is is like their highest rated series, but it certainly doesn't sell anywhere on the new order of magnitude that that FIFA or or Madden does either of the the football games. So then, uh, I as soon as they started talking about remedy, and uh, I was like, oh, here we go, Alan Wake two. Been waiting for this for a long time, and then they drop Quantum Break on me. I'm like, okay. I would have loved more Alan Wake. I would love to have seen more in that series. But all right, let's see what they've got. And Every, it's, So Quantum Break, yeah. everybody keeps mistakenly calling it Quantic Dream, which, which is, is a, which is a developer yeah. making Beyond yeah. Two Souls. And Heavy and, Rain. Yeah, I think that's going to be a bit of an issue it, yeah, for the so, game. Well, it even the game even kind of reminded me of Beyond Two Souls. Yeah. So it's like a little kid with some sort of weird powers. That, mm-hmm. uh, and But this was interesting. It mixes live-action stuff. Go, the, the Xbox TV, we'll talk about the Halo TV project in a minute, see if you guys are interested in that. But it mixes live-action stuff with, you know, Remedy-made mm-hmm. gameplay. It's a Goosebumps book. It's a choose-your-own-adventure <laughs> Goosebumps book where you get a scenario, and based on your decisions, you'll get a different outcome in the TV show. Right. So I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm interested. Like, I'll try it out, but I'll Peter, see how it goes. Uh, Alan Wake, you were a fan. I, I was a real fan of Alan Wake. Are you sad that it's? Are you of, sad uh, that Remedy. it's not Alan Wake too? Are you? I, I, I kind, I, I kind of sad because I think those, those guys had a, a long plan for Alan Wake. Yeah, and it, you know, it was a real arc they were thinking about, and I think there were lots of references in Alan Wake for the future right. of, of what it could become. So a little bit sad about that. I think um, Quantum is 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 a cool concept yes and perhaps i know a little bit more about than i should know about uh, about it which i shouldn't you did used to work I mean. you did run microsoft game studios in europe after well, all so and, and that is a and, european developer um yeah, yeah and they are and they're they're, they're very talented they've got a, they've got a sauna in their studio interesting when i went to visit them we don't have a sauna <laughs> we need to but, get that they're, they're, they're very scandinavian and they said do you want to take a sauna with us and for <laughs> English people can never be naked at any time. Just, <laughs> just point that out. You know, I, the by the way, I, I will point out the incredible uh, hypocrisy that we're saying we wanted Alan Wake too, yet we cry all day about wanting new IPs, and here they yeah. have given us. So I'm uh, I'm aware of that. But well, on new IPs, we're getting eight. Yeah, so yes. let's get to that, yeah. Destin. Yes. So eight. yeah, yeah uh, we don't get any games today except for uh, just a couple. But we Forza Motorsport Five, by the way. So who thinks the, who thinks the Forza Five footage was real game footage? They Anybody. said it was. Uh, they said it was. No but see, way. I I'm no way. Let's let's, let's hear from Quentin real quick. I just want to see because I'm skeptical. It looked it had that sheen that CG sheen. It to was me. real footage. It, it looked like maybe it could have been an engine, but it yeah. didn't look like that was gameplay. Like someone no. was racing. Well, certainly not. I, I think it, I think you've hit the nail on the head because. There's ways of, you know, getting the game to look fantastic. Yeah. They're not playing the game, yeah. and then there's playing the game. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and, it, and I'm a huge, huge Forza fan, mm. and it didn't knock my socks off like I thought it would. 
you know, I remember watching the PlayStation uh, reveal, and when they and when they showed um, when they showed Drive, Drive Club, Club man, yeah, I was like, yeah, what is <laughs> this? <laughs> and then when I saw the Forza, I'm just like, it's two cars Come going on, down the street. Dude, you are you're knocking this, you're knocking the wind out of our sails, man. Like, come on, like that's not even their main, you know. That's not even their their main driving uh, dev, and no, it and, is and, and, turn turn ten studios. No, no, no. no, no. What I'm you saying is, oh, for Sony, for, yeah, drive for Sony, club. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not even their main uh, dev for their drive. That's not Gran Turismo, and yeah, it's polyphony. like, man, what I saw, it's like, man, you could have came with something better than that. That that didn't so do it justice. I'm interested in what could they have done because this is the problem when you're in that far down into a franchise. Uh-huh. You know, just how do you blow people away? Well, and the way you do that, because we all know that their mechanics are great. We yeah. know that uh, the way the, the the cars feel, the way they sound, it's it's all great. But it's pre- it's presentation. It really it really is the way Drive Club was presented. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't know anything about the game. The game could handle like crap, mm-hmm. but the way it was presented really made me go. Oh, so yeah. This I, is, think, this is, yeah. I think a little bit of first-person in-car footage that would have gone been, a long way, right? Made, been, made it a little yeah. more real. Actually, is it, is it Patrick? Are you the one with the Forza set up at home? Well, not at home, but I've done, like, I've done, like I, I used to wear a fries, and we used to have that demo up, and I used to play that all day during yep. my breaks and stuff like that. And then um, I had a friend who had an Xbox, and that set up with a really good steering wheel, like a three hundred dollars steering wheel. Yeah. Like that. So that's what that's what. Yeah, I, I agree with Quinn. Um, like where Drive Club um, really shined to me also was like there was a lot of like social stuff with them, you know, sharing your stuff. And granted, it's maybe too early for Forza Five. To really yeah, I think we're gonna. Features. I think we're gonna find yeah. out a lot more about Forza D three. Yeah. Like a lot. I I think I'm gonna be playing Forza D three, reporting a ton of stuff to you guys. We, about that. That was the problem with Forza. He nailed it on the head. They showed social stuff for the Drive Club game. They just showed us another racer. We know it's yeah. a racer. We know you're going to race yeah. two cars. What's special about it? Right. And they didn't yeah. tell us that. So Forza 5, by the way, is confirmed. That is the one confirmed as a launch title, Forza Motorsport 5. Uh, go ahead there, Eric. The one thing that bothered me about um, what was going on during the conference itself and the reveal was they were showing off gameplay footage for things that we know are going to actually be on the PS4 as well. Right. When I would have rather them spent time on more exclusives. Yes, they gave yeah. us 15. Yeah, they gave us there will be eight new IPs. Yeah. But today, which is why I'm so willing to give them a chance to, you know, for E3 to, E3, show, yeah. to show it off. But at the same time today, they just... They, yeah, they you're right. Games. I mean... Are of, you talking about Ghosts? Yeah. Yeah. Ghosts. Yeah, so yeah. we saw Forza Motorsport 5. We saw Quantum Break. We saw uh, Call of Duty Ghosts. And then we saw a weird tech target render montage of EA Sports that reminded me of that uh, yeah. that that one from 2005 with Donovan McNabb and Michael Strahan in the snow that, of course, was why never even came close to coming true. And that's that's what I think this was too. Is we'll never see that. But so you're right. Out of all that stuff, that's two first party titles. The rest third party. So that's that's an interesting mix. But yeah. So let's let's get back to. Uh, could, fifth? I, could, could I just ask you yeah, a question? Yeah, Peter. And maybe it's just me being a bit dumb here. But You're not did dumb. Did Activision <laughs> actually state that Ghost was only going to be for next generation? No. No, they did not. They presented it. Uh, you, Yeah, you and I were debating yeah. this back and forth. There is obviously going to be 
a current generation Call of Duty this year. They're not simply going to walk away no. from a game, a twenty million selling game. So you're right, Peter. The question is, is it is it Ghosts ported down by exactly. probably another yeah. studio, or do they? Do you think they would risk? They would maybe do a Modern Warfare Four for current gen yeah. and make Ghosts the next gen yeah. sub franchise. Because I was listening to it, and he kept saying next generation. Yeah, and, but it was our next generation engine. Yes, it wasn't the next generation we we're going to put our engine on. So I think it's a it's an engine for for both the 360 yeah. platform you're, that see, is up reds yeah you're you, this is why uh, you, yeah you you are trained you said it uh, many times on both the pre and post show that every single word every of these word, presentations is word, gone over with yeah. a fine tooth comb Absolutely. over and over again every yeah. word is so carefully chosen and you're right yeah. your trained ear caught that and i think you're right so the question is how ported down mm. will the current gen versions of of ghost be Ghosts, plural, and uh, who's doing it? Because it's certainly not Infinity Ward. Or so. the other way of looking at it, how ported up will it? Be oh, I don't. Today? That's no. I don't want to look at it that you way. I'd rather that let's way, start. Let's yeah. aim high, and hopefully we're we're yeah. porting down and not port. Because porting up is that's no good, right? You know this as a developer, you don't want well, to port you, up. You know, if you're if they've got really great tech people, then nowadays. You're not talking about you know a totally different chipset, right? A totally different memory ar- architecture. You're talking about a kind of fairly well understood. You know, we can guess how it's going to work, so you can optimize for that. And you know, so I reckon when they're building something new, which they must have been working on it for a couple quite of years, a few years when you're building something new, you can make the assumptions about the future. Let's go to Quentin real quick. Yeah, um, I, I have a different theory. I, I think Hit they, me. I think they. Uh, for the current gen, I think they stay with IW. Um, was it five or six? Four. Four is it four? Modern War- it would be modern no, no, warfare. No, 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 no. I meant the engine. I th- I think they stay with the. They do Call of Duty Ghost on yeah, the current for engine PS3. for the oh, 360 PS3. Yeah, yeah, possibly so. Because yeah. why? Like you said, they've got an engine that works. They have right? an engine that works. Yeah. Why would you? Tinker with this new engine and then try and port it. You down. make a very good that's point. That's a lot of work, though, right? Yeah, that's a lot of work. That is yeah, a lot of work to do. You've got to develop two whole, yeah, two whole yeah. streams. You spread of yourself and then, problems, and yeah. then if you get another developer to work on the IW engine and they screw it up, yeah, yeah, yeah I think. See, you, don't you know, do it. how about this? Let me throw this out there. This, I've heard this through the grapevine. I don't know if there's any accuracy to it. NeverSoft is an Activision-owned developer that we haven't heard from in quite some time. Uh, I suspect maybe they are involved in Call of Duty somehow this year. I, I can't. I can't really speak on that. They're adding skateboards. Let's go to Ross real fast. That sort of reminds me of when the 360 came out, and there was a Splinter Cell Double Agent, one by I believe it was Shanghai, Shanghai, by Montreal. Correct. Good yeah, memory. And I think that's uh, kind of what you're alluding to there when you mentioned NeverSoft. Yeah. That although that was. That was a more clear – they were very clear and upfront about that from the get-go. Like, we have a 360 version. That's our lead thing being done out of Shanghai. And then we do have a, uh, you know, then-current-gen version being done out of Montreal. The current-gen version ended up being the better one. Don't talk about <laughs> uh, that's the one that had co-op mode in it. Uh, I saw one yeah, – I had, it's had it's a hand up over here. Zach. That's, that's kind of brain-farted on what we were All doing. All right, no problem. So let's – so, We'll get back to you. So 15... Oh, right. Okay, sorry. Can I continue my 
Quickly, quickly, okay. Zach. So didn't they? Didn't Activision open up another studio to make Call of Duty games last year? Wasn't that Sledgehammer? Sledge, games? and they are here. They are they are just down the way in Foster City, California, here in the San Francisco so, Bay Area. So but I think they, Infinity Ward's moved on to bigger and better things. Then they've done their their share with the Modern Warfare. But that that in itself is a brand now, though the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, sure. So it absolutely is. I think that I mean, what what else are they doing? They've been well, doing the map packs for Modern Warfare, and for they years they now. were, but they were very involved in finishing Modern Warfare 3 alongside Infinity Ward because, of course, Infinity... Uh, Peter, I couldn't... Could you imagine the development scenario in, at, for Modern Warfare 3 in the mid, when, when that scandal broke with Vince, yeah. we, uh, oh. Vince Zampel and Jason West yeah. and that entire studio basically crumbled. Yeah. Uh, so many people yeah. left in the middle of the project... And it took Raven Software, and it took Sledgehammer yeah, Games, and yeah. it took an army to f- get that game done on time. Yeah. You know, I didn't care for Modern Warfare Three very much, but yeah. I don't hold it against them because they were for cons- they made a very good game considering yeah. the unbelievable and, and circumstances it's, it's, they it's had a to work under. Nightmare because you know taking someone else's code, oh yeah, taking someone else's assets and, and mixing it together and, and finishing off that it's, in, it, it, it's in, almost impossible. Right. So so fifth. Fifteen games, uh, fifteen game uh, first party exclusives in the first twelve months of the console's release. Eight of them new IPs, leaving the other half. Seven of Quant- them. is Quantum Break one of the new? It IPs? absolutely is. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, seven so, more to well, be revealed. Seven more, and Forza is obviously one of the seven existing franchises. So thirteen more to be revealed. Halo Five new. being one of the other yeah. ones. We, I'm not saying we'll see it at E3 because we won't. Yeah. Um, uh, they got to talk about TV first. They got to talk will, about the TV Halo. Will will yeah, we'll get there. Will Gears of War? No, 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 I'm saying that's what they'll have at the E3. They won't show a new Halo game. They'll sh- talk right. about the Halo TV series. I think. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about that now then, real quick. So okay. Halo TV, yay or nay? Yeah. Spielberg yeah. producing. Yeah. Yes, I see thumbs yeah. up. Everybody happy? Nobody. So, as the, is that something that will that will hold that will keep you guys subscribing? To, subscribing to Xbox Live Gold if there is original programming like a Halo TV series on yeah. the service. If yeah. it's a Master Chief show? Master yes. Chief show. Absolutely. If it's about the UNSC Space Corps, I do not no. care. Don't care. That's a good I point. I do not care about Let's... Forward Unto Dawn until Master Chief showed up. <laughs> Let's go to Dallas over there. They weren't really clear about what Steven Spielberg's role will be. Of like, course if not. He's going to be the producer. If he's going to be the writer and like director and like really be involved, that'll be excellent. But I think it'll be a great series anyway. And also, I wonder if it's going to be exclusive to the Xbox Xbox One or if um, 360 users will also be able to access that. I would tree. suspect the former. There's yeah. the, they, they need to drive people to the new console, and this is a way also, to do that. 360 has too much of an install base. They're not going to cut out those users yeah. unless See, they're trying to drive sales. I mean, that's a big bet to make. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could – Peter, what do you think? There's a well, case I mean, to be made I, I, either I, way, right? There, there, there's this problem, as I, you know, I think we discussed this, is it, that what happens when you are trying to hire talent? You, yeah. you want to say, you know, you're you're going to be seen by millions of people, and if they cut off their 360 or their 360 users, then it's going to take you know years to get up to the tens of millions. But, right. Um, if it's so, you know, it's a tough choice. If it's you making the call, do you do you put do you make that Xbox TV? Do you make that Halo TV available to Xbox 360 users, or do you do you hold that as an e- as a carrot on the end of the stick to get folks to buy the Xbox One? I think it 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 it's all about you know the exclusive introductory period. You know, if you have it 
coming out first on Xbox One for a month, that's going to make me, you know, go and buy. Exactly. And then a month afterwards, you know, it's open to Bingo. And that makes a guy like Spielberg happy, too. Yeah. And Spielberg, he made boom blocks, right? He did? Yeah. Yeah, so he's willing to place bets on, like, consoles that – or, like, try new things. So I think he'd be game. Yeah. Quinn? So um, to kind of go to that, uh, I, I totally agree with the exclusive, the month exclusivity and then putting it on, on Xbox 360 because of the install base. What I'm thinking – and correct me if I'm wrong – when Halo 4 was announced, Halo 4 was announced the E3, what was announced the E3 year before it actually came out, correct? So it was, it was announced, um, then it was another E3, and then it was released, yeah. correct? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if we yeah, go by timeline, so if we go by timeline, uh, I feel that they talk more about the the, the Xbox, uh, I'm sorry, the the, the Halo web, uh, the, the series. Yep. I feel they talk about that. I think... It, it only makes sense have this thing lead up into Halo 5, which will help sell systems. Because what, what you do is, like you said, have that exclusivity on Xbox One and then make sure that the 360 community sees it. Yeah. Because if it's leading up and it's telling a story leading up to, to, to Halo 5, they can't buy Halo 5 on Excellent 360. Point. <laughs> then it's going to sell more Xbox Ones because of Halo 5 because they're seeing uh, it. They're watching point. it. And and it looks great. At that point, the, it's, the, it's the holiday after the launch that, it, that the really big problem is because mm-hmm. that's when, you know, because everyone's wowed by this new, you know, black thing that they can buy. <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we know we're going to go out and buy it. There'll be a few million of us. That's not the problem. The problem is the next holiday when you've really got to really just Now, for, for 360... That problem was solved by Gears of War. That yes, that, that came out the yes, holiday after launch, and it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. we all were we were like, "Wow, this is a next generation experience." Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that yeah, what will what I see? I think we're looking at Halo Two Anniversary for holiday 2014. Um, I, just, I just don't think that's big enough. Well, I'm not saying as the flagship thing. I'm just yeah. saying as a one of the as a. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we get anniversaries of a lot of the franchises. <laughs> I mean, it, it's going to be, I think this is going to be a regular thing yeah. now. You know, there's, there'll probably be a Fable anniversary. Um, mm. you know, Scoop! That, no, that, that, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't um, how about, uh, let's see, how do you guys feel, what if, I talked about this on the post-game show, Rise, the Connect Roman Emperor, Roman Gladiator game, Connect, uh, does that? Do you guys care? It's not yeah, even on my I radar, do. honestly. I, I do. I, yeah. I remember when. Uh, I remember when they first announced it. I remember seeing. It, I was like, "Yo, this is this is smooth right here. This looks cool." But then, you know, it went to the back burner. Yeah. Heard nothing of it. And then when they said, "Hey, it was coming back out," then there was all these um, little rumors about, "Hey, the new, the new Connect is supposed to, you know, be powered with." It's supposed to have its own chipset. It's going to be more right. powerful. It's going to see you better. So I'm like, hey, this game might actually be playable because it can track you in space. It can track your, your hand movements. It can track you better so you can have a better experience. And I feel like for a Kinect game that's immersive, I'd get up and play that. I, I, I You know, I'm a huge you know, 300 fan, I, I play the hell out of that, <laughs> you know. It, w- it was like a, a, a 300. Yeah. It was supposed to be, you know, like 300. But here's the question. If Rise came back, but it was controllable, would that I be think, more uh, Well, I think the core gamers would be much happier. 
mm-hmm. uh, depending depending what it was. Josh. Yeah, I think that's you. You just basically said what I was going to say. I was like, that's really what the core gamers are really going to want. If 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 there's a game that's going to get them interested, me interested, anyone in this room interested, is something like that. You know, I don't think anyone's sitting on the edge of their seat to see Dance Central Four come out. Or, you know, Connects Sports Season 3. I mean, that's not really what we're looking for. So if right. there's a game that can, you know, really grab us, then, you know, I'm, I'm more than excited for that. I think Rise will do it. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. We've barely heard from Callie over there. Let's, uh, oh, are you, are you, are you? She's just, she's just yeah, shy. She's just shy. Yeah. She's just shy. What, uh, what games are, do you need to see off this new Xbox, Callie? Um, I, okay, at first I have to say, because it's been bothering me, um, that I was really bothered by uh, when they were showing, I haven't gotten to Ghosts yet, but the character customization, and there weren't any girls, and I was disappointed. Mm-hmm. Because I agree. I, I, I just no, you're absolutely right. right. I don't think it's good enough in t- t- today's world I, to do that. It's not even like a, a sexism thing for me, though I, it is kind of weird. Uh, it's just kind of like, this is next gen, can we, exactly. like, I want to play yeah. as a girl. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. And also, they have this new dog model. It's like you couldn't get a woman. It could be a female dog. It could. <laughs> there you go. They, they could get us. I'll latch onto that. Uh, the mic is being passed. Hot topic here. I, I got something to say to that. So, you got to be careful as a company when you do something like that, or you decide if that's something you want to do, because. That that would be awesome. Like I I was talking to a couple of people around the the office. Like yeah, we need more uh, diversity as far as the gaming community. You know, there needs yeah. to be other voices than the one demographic that IGN you know uh, focuses on. I wouldn't say focuses on, but it attracts the most. It needs to be more women. It needs to be different races and all of that. And I, I I agree with you. Here's where it gets messy. This is a violent game. If there's a female model. And you can see her face, and then to shoot her in the face, the violence against women for some groups, I think that would create that would create in that would create enough of a, a uncomfortableness that it would it it may put them in a situation where you know people are protesting it and, and all of this because you shoot a woman in the face or you're you know you walk up behind her and then you you knife her. Let's go back. Let's go back violence. to Cali. Yeah. Let's talk a, about Tomb Raider too. Yeah. Yeah. Tomb Raider just came out. Well, no, no. Keep it keep it focused on yeah. on Xbox um, um, One here. Let's yeah. talk female. Um, I think the idea that women are too fragile to be shot in the face is sexist in itself. I think that if I want to play as a girl and I. I want to see. I, Quentin I, I, wasn't saying that, but he was well, saying, I know, I know. yeah, he was saying there are people out there who will suddenly Fox News will latch onto <laughs> yeah. you are you are you know knifing you, a woman you, in you, the throat. Except that Hollywood, as you know, there's a huge number of incredibly strong female leads. Absolutely. Out, uh, now and we don't really have the equivalent. Zero Dark Thirty in in, in the in yeah, the, well yeah, 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 yeah I mean. Yeah. The, but, but you know, I think you know, I, I, I think See, you know, we need. It's interesting, Peter. Players. You're a guy who has included uh, female playable characters. You have included same-sex marriage in yep. your games, and no one batted an eyelash. Really, you made in your um, in your well. No one. <laughs> I, I would say <laughs> there I, were I, did, I didn't see yeah. Fable on Fox News or CNN no. or any of these things. <laughs> so you're a guy who you know. You obviously you you don't. I mean, I'm not saying you don't care what how people react, but you clearly. Are 
confident in your conviction and you're well, going to... Absolutely. You know, they, we, it, the human race is oh, incredibly yeah. diverse and you would be insane not to, not to use that diversity and, and that includes all sorts of, of types of people and preferences and, and beliefs and ethnic types and, and gender. You know, I think that's just something to be celebrated. Well, I was what I was saying before about Tomb Raider was yeah. we just saw a strong female lead yes. in a video game, and there was a lot of violent stuff that happened to her, That's but true. we didn't see a big That's uproar true. about it. So there's no reason no. that I don't think we couldn't see a strong female lead in Call of Duty. No, Callie. It, it uh, yeah, just going yeah. back to what Quentin was saying about um, – you know, people getting upset. I think no matter what, people are going to get upset. Oh, that's true. Um, <laughs> if you don't include women in your game, feminists are going to get upset. If you do include them, someone someone's always going to get upset. But just I, what bothered me was I thought the game looked interesting. It's been a while since I've picked up a Call of Duty game because it got exhausting for me. Right. Um, and this is one that I was considering picking up, and it would have been cool if I can customize my character to customize someone that actually represents me. Mm. Um, and that's what bothered me was I'm now alienated from this game in a way that I don't have to be. Right. Um, even if you don't want to include, for whatever reason, you know, other women in the game, the, I don't know. It was that that bothered me mostly. It was, why can't I? Like, now we they did didn't say it, but they didn't show right. it either. We, now, yeah. uh, we, did, we did actually, at least Microsoft, there were a couple of uh, very prominent female presenters at the at the oh, Microsoft yeah, event. Did that, that did that resonate with you? I mean, these are these are women and that are in charge of major studios, and that, so there there's some good yeah. good uh, diversity represented there. Yeah, what I noticed with that was because uh, Sony had had no female presenters, right? Um, which was something I picked up on when I watched that presentation. Um, and though I don't think you should include women just for the sake of including Certainly. women, um, it was nice to to see some that weren't there to dance on stage or something, you know. Um, no. And that's that's always nice to see. I mean, it's not a huge issue with me if, if women aren't able to present, then what, you know. But um, to see it is really encouraging. Yeah, and, and actually Bonnie um, is a super smart woman. Oh, she, she, she's in charge of three four three, and then Keith and, Wolf, yeah, Wolf her producer is the studio is the studio head, and she is you know amazing. Yeah, women for for those of you out there who may be uh, you know chauvinist pigs, possibly <laughs> women run women control Halo. Women are running Halo, so deal with it. <laughs> no. um, so that that's really all we saw. Games wise, we saw those few the EA Sports stuff. We saw Call of Duty Ghosts, and then we saw Forza Motorsport, and we saw Quantum Break, and the rest is going to come out at E3. Now, um, what do we need to see, Peter? What what has to happen at E3 in order to to really to close uh, to go back to one of the original code names and rumored names to close the loop on this <laughs> on this event? Well, there's 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 the exclusivity, obviously. Playability. I think you, 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 you guys, the journalists, have to sit down and play these things. I doubt I have to. on the, the <laughs> show floor. Um, I think there has to be some some form of shooter there, surely. And there's got to be, a, you know, good a good slice of exclusivity. I bet you there's going to be a lot of of tantalizing. Still, there's going to be a montage. I've, it's going to be an amazing montage. And they we always remember with the with the Microsoft press briefing. They cannot help but have that closing, you know, moment where the lights go up and then they go down again. And yeah. That's a big surprise. <laughs> and there's again. the Master Chief visor yeah, for Halo Five. The Master Chief visor is there, and there's going to be one of those. 
I bet you, you know, I'd be surprised if we didn't get something, some nod towards Gears. So, well, re- real there, quick, go ahead, Destin. So, there's one thing that Nintendo knew when they launched the NES. It wasn't about the box. It was about the software that can be played on the box. Mm, Super and Microsoft, Mario Brothers. Yes. Microsoft needs to know this going into E3, that we want to see games now. You've showed us the hardware. you showed us what it can do. Now show us how it works with the game. And they have promised us games for E3. They have mm-hmm. promised us nothing but games. Yeah. Quickly, uh... Are you guys are cool with always online? No. No, not yes. you. I know. <laughs> just just, just quickly. So um, a lot of thumbs up. Ev- I'm yeah. always online anyway. Yeah, everybody. Dallas, no. Tell me why. I mean, maybe it's just me, but other people have the same issue where, you know, our internet connection is a little shoddy sometimes. Yep. Like it'll mess up. And there's sometimes I just want to play a single-player experience. I don't want to be connected. I don't want to have, you know, all these – um, pop-ups where someone's coming online. I just want to play a single-player experience. If it has but, to check once a day, as we're you know we're still working as as of recording this podcast, we're still clarifying exactly what the deal is. Are you cool with it? Just checking online once a day, not an always online scenario, but a a regular. Let's call it a regularly online scenario. If there's a process, yeah, I would have a problem. But if it's like connected to Wi-Fi and it just checks without me doing anything, yeah. that's fine. Which I'm sure it would be. It's interesting what you say because I think some people, including myself, are getting confused that always online means that you have to play with other people. I would hate – sometimes yeah. I just don't want other human beings oh. to be involved in my gaming experience. And, <laughs> most, and, of know, that, at, most of the time. Most of the time. And that shouldn't be confused because I don't think anyone's suggesting, you know, there's never going to be single-player games again. No, I'm just thinking internet connection, Yeah. like how you may have an issue and you can't connect for a certain period and Mm. now you can't play at all, even if it's single-player. Quickly, Quentin? Yeah, so the other side of that is is for me, like when I I just moved not too long ago, um, the internet in my house wasn't set up yet. Right. Yeah. My Xbox was in pieces. I didn't even bother to set it up. It was sitting there. I was, was like, screw it. I'll watch TV. Yep. You know, Netflix on my phone. As soon as the internet got up, oh, all right, time to set the Xbox up. Yeah. I'm very social. Yep. But there's times and there's games that I won't play with anyone. Like NBA 2K, I play my player. Don't bother me. Right. I'm still connected to the Xbox. Absolutely. Because if there's any achievements, if there's any. Sure. Especially with 2K, it, it talks to the servers a lot. Even though it's a single player experience, I'm still constantly communicating with their servers and with their online services so it doesn't bother me personally i can see where it can alienate some people but i i feel that microsoft is too smart to give a leg up to sony because all sony has to say is is, well we're not always online you can (laughs) plug it out with us and Mm -hmm. that that in in and of itself will win over a ton of people they they wouldn't do that all right dallas real quick and then we'll move on i just just have a question like why I've heard different rumors, like they want to check and see if you're using a used game or a new game. Like, why would they go always online? What would be the purpose? Well, Peter, you could probably answer that. Um, well, other than that, that fact, which is a big issue, the used game issue is a huge issue, and and that hasn't really been addressed by any of the conferences. What you know, how that is going to be addressed? Because, of course, you know, a huge percentage of people that play games, the publisher doesn't get any of that revenue at all. And they want all that money. Um, but that, that aside, the main thing is that nowadays we are, you know, really thinking of using this, uh, the cloud more and more. And what the cloud enables you to do is pump, you know, complex 
tasks off to the cloud, get the cloud to do all the hard legwork, and then bring that down again. Now, if you have to do a special mode of game that doesn't use all that power out in the cloud, that's a huge amount of work. Mm-hmm. If you, if for example, another example is that you're traveling through a world and you it may be streaming from some server mm-hmm. you know assets which you haven't seen yet and if those all those assets have to be authored and put on a, a disc before, when the game's launched that again is a very different trust space so it, it's just it becomes very messy to support both of these we games. do also know that so you games don't... require installation but you can play them as they're installing so required install games uh, that's going to fill up that 500 gigs real quick yeah. believe yeah. me Zach, quickly. Um, so, then when, it, when like a do the mouth. Oh, sorry. Uh, when oh, God, sorry. All right, we'll come back to you. So, so you don't uh, think it? So you don't think Always Online is actually just DRM? I, uh, I mean, if it was just DRM, that'd be just crazy. Well, <laughs> then, I mean, then, then, then why? I can understand everybody getting very, very, very upset. Then why do you only need to connect once a day? I think you know. I, that's a very interesting question, mm-hmm. is why only once a day? Because obviously you're not streaming anything if you're only connecting once a day. Yeah, is always on. Yeah. Like maybe they're lucky people are calling it always online and you not know, calling it what it really is, DRM protection. Yeah, no? you know, this is what we're going to find out, and this is where they're so careful with their words. You've mm-hmm. got to be, you've got to think and look behind them. I, even if you go once a day, I'm sure the hackers could get around that. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, that would be fairly easy to get around. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. What they need, what everyone needs to do, what all consumers really want is to understand why yeah. you have to be online all the time. Mm-hmm. What are the benefits? What do I get out of it? And what, how does it make my gaming better? And if they just faced up and addressed that, then I don't think anyone would have an issue. But at mm-hmm. the moment, always online equals DRM, which is no one wants at all. Zach? Exactly. You know, you said that assets can be like for an always online game. Yeah. Get that mic nice and close. Assets can be from the server streamed to the the console, right? Meaning they're not on the disc. Yeah. Now, say they don't have to do that anymore. They they just it is an online only console, and they do get to stream that. Does that result in a higher graphic fidelity due to that, or does anything suffer? I mean, you know, and this is me just kind of making this up on the spot. But when you think about, you know, what I love is a truly open world. I'd love a world that I could go around and explore. The difficulty is if you, you, we are gamers and we chew through content at an amazing speed. You know, we can, you know, you know, make it's great that you play Fable for 400 hours. By the way, (laughs) we never thought people would play it for that long. But if we if we make something these days, the sort of length of experience we're making is probably about like 12 hours. If that, if If that, that, it's, it's, it's coming down. And part of that problem is that we are forced to make everything for release. Now, if you can, you know, continue making stuff after release, and you know, instead of it being on a, a data disk, it, it is streamed down. You're suggesting so you're suggesting the merging of physical releases and DLC. Am I correct? Well, I, I, sort I, of a, I, a blurring it, of those lines. It, it, here's the thing: I hate DLC. <laughs> I hate it because I want my <laughs> DLC the day I finish my game. I want to just carry on playing. Yeah. And the trouble with DLC is it, it always comes out like 12 weeks 
after I finished playing the game. Yeah, and then uh, I have to kind of go back and where was I and what was I doing? And then Fallout game 3 the was the great example for me where I had blown through Fallout 3. I'd put in like 60 hours or whatever. And then DLC came out a couple months later. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, yeah. not, you, I don't need to go back. Probably if it hit you. You, you know the great, you know some of the. Oh, I'm not going to say this because everyone will just flame me. Don't do it then. Don't yeah. do it. No, I will say it. <laughs> oh yes, all right. But um, you, you know, we, when you're playing Angry Birds, yeah, and you finish all the levels, there's some more levels you can download, and you download right. them. Yeah, that, that's, that's going to cause it. Yeah. Uh, not it that seems that's to work game. for them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So last last thing for the, for the group here, uh, let's say four ninety nine. Yes or no at launch. Collective, collective, yes. yes. I don't think yes. that'll be the price. I'm just, I'm throwing it out yeah. there. I'm gonna, what, I'm going somewhere with this. Four fifty is is. So everybody's nobody's like hell no. Five hundred bucks is too much. Nobody's saying that. Come on, For you should. Everyone in this room should say two ninety nine. You know, Microsoft, yeah. because, Microsoft because listens to this. Microsoft yeah. will listen to what consumers are going to think the, the proper price is. You're mm-hmm. crazy if you're going to say five hundred yeah. bucks. One ninety nine, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> One ninety nine or nothing. Patrick, quickly. Be someone who will be buying a PS4 when it launches. Yep. Yeah, it would be nice if it was. Not, I mean, if they do that subsidized thing that you guys have been talking about for a while, although we haven't seen evidence. Yeah, of that, no evidence of that yeah, now. Yeah, but I mean, if whatever reason they did and they launched that two ninety nine, I would totally eat that up. So you would go two ninety nine and then pay the fifteen dollar Xbox Live yeah. fee every month. You know, yes? you pay more. Yeah. yeah, I know, but like, but well, initially, live yeah. well. but you would be getting it live too, wouldn't you? Well, so yeah, at fifteen dollars a month. Uh, yeah. Rather than, I mean, it really depends on, especially if the content or like the games, especially if those games that whatever they're going to be launching with will be very well. So I, I have well. to. I'm very surprised. We're closing the show on on this now. I'm very surprised that you were all so agreeable to 4.99. It's Callie. You all right? We had one dissenter in the room. Uh, Eric, okay, just quiet, and Peter, all right, so, but we're still, a majority of, a majority of folks, and we've got a dozen people in this room, and the the majority of them are willing to go $4.99 at launch, I'm a little, but Destin, how about you? Uh, Well, I mean, if I'm speaking as a retailer, I would wait for a sale or a price drop at a point like $4.99, but because it's part of my job, I have to kind of get it. Well, I know that. You know, but like. I waited for a PS3 until they said, we're not making the 60 gigs anymore. And I'm like, well, I got to buy it because I want that backwards compatibility. Well, that was a unique issue as well. That's uh, No, that's something I wanted. Right. And uh, otherwise, I would have waited for a price drop. So launching at $4.99, it's a little high. Yeah. All right. So I think so. That that is the uh, the consensus. Yeah. So – what do we have, well, I was, no, Patrick? Well, yeah, I just want to say too. Uh, yeah, that's true too. I mean, if they launched it at two nine nine, no subscription, or like, yeah, I agree, five hundred's too high for me too. Um, I'd probably buy a PS four at five hundred, but not not even actually. But um, what am I saying? Yeah, but like, if it was at like four hundred, that would be like my perfect price point. Really, yeah. four hundred would be like that sweet spot. That's what three sixty was. Yeah, and then like maybe like have either a higher tier one or something like that maybe or whatever and just how much really expensive tech is in there to justify well and what else on the xbox conference high at the moment what else do we have to buy so i pay 4.99 for the console right which is already too high then i gotta pay 100 bucks a month for cable because well, you don't have you, to. Well, you need the Comcast subscription to use all that stuff. You need Comcast. Plus, then you got to pay for internet. It's still a game machine pay for without Xbox the TV Live, stuff, though. You know, 
you have to have internet if the if the internet rumors are true. So you know it's compiling expenses. So now you're looking at like an eight hundred dollar console. <laughs> I, I think I think with with Microsoft though, I think if they decide they wanted to launch at that that price, the the, the biggest thing is is value. Yeah. yeah at the mm-hmm. at the very core. I don't care what you price it at. If they price this thing at six hundred, right? Right. Some people would go, "Oh, I'd never buy anything at six hundred. But then, what if the value made you go, "You know what? Right. Like I'd buy this. Like at I didn't. I didn't blink at spending seven hundred dollars on my thirty-two gig iPad. Yeah. Because I use it, the, and it's it offers that value. That to value. Me. So mm-hmm. forget the price. If you can get good value, if if something makes you go, dude. Yeah, that's worth six hundred bucks. That's worth five hundred bucks. Then it doesn't matter what the price point is. It's a matter of what they show us. And if again, with seven was seven uh, more uh, exclusives to be announced, yeah. new IP. Man, if these are good IP, this thing might start getting real worth that four four fifty five hundred dollars. Right. Right. Ross, real quick. Yeah. Um, to his point about creating value, uh, I recognize that the gulf of improvement between this generation and the 360 won't be as great Correct. as a, a big mm-hmm. leap, um, which the, the 360 was like $500, but it was a, a huge leap forward. I think it was 500 400 at launch. 400. Maybe Canadian dollars might yeah, have been 5 at the time. Yeah, it was 499 in Canada. Um, here we go again. Yeah. Uh, so 500 in kilometers. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Yes, um, but if Microsoft, I mean, what they need to do is innovate and create the value for me, and um, I, they have to give me things that I didn't even know I needed. Because right now, there's no glaring omissions in my Xbox experience. There's no, yeah. nothing mm-hmm. obvious on my wish list, and that's kind of like um, random quote here. But Henry Ford said, "If I asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse before he invented the car." <laughs> yeah. Microsoft has to show me things that I don't even know I want yet, and then I think that it'll be justifiable. And do you think the Xbox One does that in 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 its basic form? Forget about you know the the, the, the all the games that are going to be on it. Does it do, do it with the fast-reaching TV and the the fancy league stuff? And do um, you, does that yeah. does it give you something you didn't? That's know a good question, wanted? Peter. Uh, I think that it was uh, impressive piece of hardware, but I'm more holding out for the software because. I know you just said mm-hmm. games notwithstanding, but I think that's a huge deal. Like, I would like to see that. Um, but that stuff could be cool, what they were showing. I'd have to see how it was implemented, and maybe there's more going to be more opportunities down the line for developers to do a better job of implementing those things because everyone will have a connect out of the box. Yeah. Um, so there won't be a segmented market. So those, there might be better ways to take advantage of it in the future. Yeah. All right, Josh and Callie, and then we got to wrap up. So far for me, it's a really fancy TiVo. <laughs> yes, so far. Well, uh, yeah. uh, just really quick. Um, I mean, I think there was a lot of of good things that uh, Microsoft really needed to differentiate what they had differently from from what Sony has. So they had, you know, they needed to show all these things, and they said beforehand that they were going to show the games at E3. Yeah. So I mean, just overall, I would just say, you know, for all the people who have blown up on on the internets right now, you know, hold on, you know, the games are coming. You know, don't don't. Be too rash on everything. Uh, I think that what they Twitter did sh- rash. I know. What are the what are, what are the odds? But uh, I think overall, though, what they did show was very impressive, and uh, they should be commended for what the stuff that they did show it was. It was good what they showed. So right. I was impressed with that. Callie, you get the last word. Oh God, 
no pressure. This goes back to value and what Dustin was saying about the uh, having to buy cable and the added cost of that. And like, I don't have cable, so if they're going to keep pushing it as like an entertainment box that also has games, um, that's not going to be valuable to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I want a game box that does other things that mm. I don't have to pay extra for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I think you're right about it being um, like what value you're going to take from it because. For me right now, if they don't show me games that convince me, um, it's not worth the price for me because I'm not going to get all those extra cool yeah. features. The PS4 is offering me things that are of value to me. So that's it's going to come down to E3, I think. And I, I think Josh is right about not being too quick to bash the One or the PS4, uh, depending on your leanings, because we are still waiting to see. They haven't launched yet. Like, calm down. Right. Well, if uh, if I were Jerry Springer, I'd say this is my final thought. Uh, it is interesting, you know, for as the rumors all suggested that these two consoles, the Xbox One and the PS4, were going to be almost the same. They were going to really be the HD twins this time around. But it's interesting, Peter. Tell me if you agree, and we'll we'll uh, we'll wrap up. That clearly, they are going down different roads here, and these are going to be two fairly different console ecosystems and two fairly different machines and. Buying one and buying is going to be very different than buying the other, it's for better or for worse. Yeah, it's interesting. After the Microsoft conference, I I like the PlayStation conference more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, be- because they you know their their love of of gaming and yes. core gaming and you know their their insistence about it's all about sharing stuff between gamers. So I'm, maybe we we're, we're going to get you know the ultimate. Geeky gaming console versus the ultimate TV living room experiences that can make games, and that that is different. It is different from where we are. Well, I want to thank Quentin. I want to thank Ross, Dallas, Eric, Josh, Zach, Callie, and Patrick, all for coming out from uh, various parts of California, uh, Texas, and the country, other countries, <laughs> at, uh, country. as well as including speaking of other countries, especially. England. I want to thank. Peter Molyneux. Peter, thank you so much for coming out and spending a couple days with us here at IGN in San Francisco. Uh, You've added an immeasurable amount of of wisdom, of uh, of insight and perspective to this to this Xbox One reveal event. That and let's uh, be honest, charm. It's true. (laughs) I I could listen to this guy. All this means the death of. Small animal, a lot more small animals. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I could listen to Peter. Just say, give me, give me one more. Absolutely, before we go. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> uh, Destin Legary, thank you. Uh, you can follow Destin at Destin Legary on Twitter. Peter Molyneux, you can follow him at P Molyneux. That's M O L Y N E U X. And I am at DMC underscore Ryan. And of course, at IGN will get you uh, your regular games and entertainment news. Uh, headlines tweeted at you all day every day uh so thanks everybody for coming this is the xbox one era has now begun the xbox 360 era will uh not immediately shut down but it will slowly this is the beginning of of it uh, coming down out of the sky and heading for the horizon to set here in the next year or two uh so thanks to everybody for coming out keep listening to podcast unlocked as most of you do 
via uh, the free iTunes subscription. We're also on the Zune Marketplace, or I guess I keep saying it's Xbox Music. I don't know why I keep saying this. This is old habit, Zune Marketplace. So uh, for our Podcast Unlocked fans, as well as Destin and Peter Molyneux, I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and we will see you guys next week. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.